Welcome to Tea Read Lightly, uh, a podcast where two dinosaurs talk about books. Today we're talking about Adam, Artemis Fowl by Ian Colifer, and I'm in fact joined today by Mike because Trex has exams. Say hi. <laughs> Hello, it is I, I am here. Yeah. So yeah, Trex is in the middle of exams, so we thought we'd uh, give her a break from having to read in not her first language and find somebody else who can do that part for her. And it's Mike! Joke's on you because I actually can't read, so I'm doing my best too. Cool, so you're just gonna bullshit the whole thing today? No, I mean, I was making a joke that I was illiterate, but it's, you know, I did my best. You could have got the audiobook, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was checked out of the library. I couldn't get it. It's amazing how popular this book is. Stay back, human. You don't know what you're dealing with. Twelve-year-old Artemis Fowl is a brilliant criminal mastermind, but even Artemis doesn't know what he's taken on when he kidnaps a fairy, Captain Holly Short of the Lep Recon Unit. These fairies, these aren't the fairies of bedtime stories. These fairies are armed and they're dangerous. Artemis thinks he's got them just where he wants them, but then they stopped playing by the rules. Dun dun dun! So, what did you think? Without any spoilers. <laughs> Without any spoilers, right. Um, I really liked Artemis Fowl. Uh, I remember reading it as a kid and immediately being drawn to like his kind of like matter-of-fact, I'm smarter than you. I have all these plans and everything's just going to work out in my favor because I'm so smart. I think like five steps ahead of everyone. And because he's so young, it was like, wow, I wish I could be like that smart, you know, as a kid. Um, Then reading it back, I'm like, wow, he's like kind of annoying a little bit, though he like talks down to people. Um, But I think, (laughs) yeah, he's kind of a dick. But um, yeah, I think like as the first book of like a very good series, um, I think I read up to the fifth book uh yeah i really enjoyed it um i like the world building that kind of gets established early on um and kind of the way the narrator or sorry the author rather uh goes back and forth between the perspectives with uh, artemis and the fairy yeah i think uh i'm inclined to agree with you i think it's really good world building and i only read the the first five books do you know the series is still going he's still writing books Right, but here's the thing. I stopped reading it when I got to, I think I was either a sophomore or junior in high school because I started reading the another book series and that one had way more books out. So I kind of like forgot about where I was in the Artemis Fowl series. And so I didn't realize he had created more books until I got to college. And then at that point I was like, oh, I'm so far behind. I can't like catch back up. But actually now that... I can, I can, yeah. It was kind of like a, oh, I'm just too busy or whatever. But um, I was too busy reading other books to read another book. But um, I've kind oh, of like, good. I know, right? Since uh, since you've like spurred me on to read this, um, I actually really enjoyed it and it gave me a lot of nostalgic memories. So I'm thinking I'm probably gonna try to reread some of the other books because I again, it's been like ten years, but I would like to catch up to the whole series at least before the movie releases, um, so I can be more disappointed when the movie comes out. Um, but hopefully yeah. the movie will be good. I don't know. I mean, I can be optimistic about it, I guess. That's all I can do. Yeah, look, I'm I'm hoping that the movie's good. I will probably 
Well, I think I'm going to try and watch it in cinemas if we can go back into watching things in cinemas, or I will be watching it at home. But I'm definitely going to watch it, um, whether or not it's disappointing. For sure, for sure. I mean, I have Disney Plus now, so if it comes out on that, then I'm definitely going to, you know, take a gander at it. Yeah, I'm going to... I've been using my sister's Disney Plus account to catch up on all the Star Wars movies, so... Mm, Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So, I guess, how would you rate this book out of five? Out of five stars, I think... How would, if I were as a kid, I would rate it five stars, because I love this book when I first read it. Um, rereading it, I think I would rate it, like, maybe three and a half uh, stars. I think uh, it does a good job, but uh, I, I've read other books that I was like more um, invested in, I guess. So I can't give it like a five star rating. Um, And there were some problems with the book that I was just kind of like, ah, it's like slightly annoying the way this this world is like being established and like a few, like, like, why did he write it like this? That doesn't really make any sense. And like, as a kid, I didn't like overthink it that much. But now as an adult, I'm like, that seems like a weird, like, science thing i don't know if you really like research that all the way whatever but you know it's a story so you can do whatever he wants yeah and this book came out at least um the copy i have is from 2001 so um like we've got 20 years worth of science since that point so i think it's a little bit unfair to like comment on the science too much you know yeah i guess that's true yeah i mean i think you said 2001 right like that's i was like six or something so yeah probably probably like a four then probably four stars so yeah i'm i'm inclined to give it a four star rating as well keeping in mind that like this is a children's like a young adult book so like it's not necessarily written for people that are our age and i think that it's easy to consume it's good world building the characters are really strong i like that holly like i just i like holly she does not give a fuck she's like up and coming police officer she's um she just like handles her shit and i i'm always about like strong female characters particularly ones that aren't too overbearing um so yeah again i'm like i'd give it a four yeah she's got some spunk yeah yeah I like, I like her spunk. And also that she's not, like, really afraid of Artemis. I mean, because Artemis is kind of, like, a little dick um, with his, like, personality. But she's just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, like, this is a not the best situation to be in. But, like, I'm not, like, really afraid of him. You know, I've, I can, like, hold my own. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. I mean, he's creepy as flock because he's a 12-year-old boy. But um, he's yeah. just got, like, no emotions. And I think they keep record of the number of jokes that he makes in the book. And the answer is three. And he's like, oh, got to be careful. I don't want to turn into a clown. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, you know, a bit wild. Wild by the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, all right. If you haven't read this book, go read this book and come back. We're going to go into the spoilers section now. Just, Woo! like, walk our way through the plot. Nice. Yeah. Spoiler time. Indeedy do. So, we get introduced to Artemis Fowl in his 
actually, I think we get a prologue, which kind of introduces him as this criminal mastermind from somebody's psych of eval. Um, so there's a, a fairy psych who's uh, giving us a rundown on the psychopath that is um, Artemis Fowl. And from there we get introduced to him in his endeavour to find a fairy in... Uh, it's not, I can't remember. What, do you remember what the city is? Uh, I think it's in Ireland somewhere. No, okay. So they're in Hoi Chi Minh. Um, when they're trying to follow up with their contact about... Oh, the first fairy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the first fairy. First which he meant. fairy. Yeah. So he's been trawling through the internet and using um, sheer tenacity, he gets a hold of a, an actual sprite, um, a fairy, and then proceeds to steal their magical book. Um, uh, he... We then have a series of, um, uh, we go through the process of him basically decoding it using uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and from there he comes up with a plan to basically kidnap uh, a fairy and separate them from their gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the best part about that, like, short sequence, I think it shows you a lot about Artemis as, like, a person. So, like, it establishes one, he's, like, filthy rich, essentially. He has resources that, like, no normal 12-year-old should have access to. Um, And, you know, they go into, like, his backstory about, like, how his family has, like, a criminal history through, like, a very, very long time. I forget how far back his family's been around for, like, centuries, like, all over the world controlling the way things are. Um, but his dad's, like, missing, and his mom's, like, bedridden with uh, some sort of illness. So he's basically has all the freedom in the world to do what he wants, and he decides to chase after fairies. Um, and I think there's, like, a line in the <clears throat> beginning chapters where it's, like, like no one else can really pull this off because he has, like, the childish wonder of, like, a kid to still believe in fairies, but, like, the mental fortitude of an adult to, like, actually get the job done. Yeah, and, <laughs> so... the, and the financial backing of, like hundreds of years of uh, <laughs> illegal activities so. right yeah it's like a weird like he's the only person who could like figure this out and they make that very clear like he's that special but also like a lot of the other characters before he like eventually catches like a fairy a lot of the other characters um butler's uh sister what was her name Juliet. um Juliet, yes, she was just kind of like, you realize fairies don't exist, right? Like, she's just like, <laughs> she's like going along, but she's like, this is kind of silly. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. right up until he gets a fairy, and then, you know. She's like, oh, okay. Sorry, I doubted you, master guy. Yeah, and I and I think that the relationship between Butler and um, Artemis is pretty interesting as well, because, like, Butler is more of a father figure to Artemis than... Artemis's own father was when he was around um, before he tried to intrude on the Russian um, mafia and uh, ended up getting shot. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the whole boat got blown up. Anyway, so yeah, 
the relationship between Butler and Artemis is, is interesting because Butler has no friends except for Artemis, and Artemis uses Butler as kind of a father figure, which is very odd um, yeah. kind of dynamic um, because he can give Butler orders. And I like that the they talk about the, the fact that Butler might be the the moniker, the, so for the job, the role of but, being a butler might have come from the family. this family line where he's yeah. like, he's a cordon bleu chef, but he also has like all this other kind of military training and first aid training and all these like mm-hmm. pretty epic skills. Yeah, he's like the perfect, like Alfred, like if Artemis was Batman, he, he can just kind of do everything for him. And I like how their family has been like tied to the Bowel family for like generations. Um, yeah. And they're like paired up at like birth. So Butler's just like, they need to be like, the duo needs to be self-sufficient in the sense that like Bowel just needs to be rich and smart and Butler can like do everything else. Yeah. And that kind of is kind of how their dynamic duo works. And it's pretty, it's pretty epic just in general. Um, cool. So that established, we go on to to them a, attempting to kidnap uh, Holly Short. So Holly is introduced to us by uh, an, her attempt to stop a troll from destroying a, an Italian restaurant on, in Italy, a restaurant in Italy, sorry, rather than an Italian restaurant, and her... Um, interceding because a, a small child asks for help and trying to then like rectify the situation only to have her superiors come down hard because you know they're not supposed to interfere with humans and then her magic's running low and just shit that could go wrong does go wrong and she kind of gets reamed out by her boss and told that you know she needs to go and like top up her magic and they do that by going to an ancient oak tree getting an acorn and planting that somewhere else but it has to be a full yeah. moon, and the oak tree has to be on a bend in a river. So, yeah. you know, not a lot of I those remember, around. I remember reading, um, they make a point to say, like, the last time she did her ritual was uh, four years ago. And, like, obviously full moons don't, like, happen very often, but there's a lot of full moons she could have done this. Um, and in the because last she's a, four years. Four yeah. years, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch, she, a lot of opportunities to do this. Um, and because this ritual seems like super important, you know, like the the book that Artemis stole from the first sprite is basically like their Bible. Um, and it has like their history and all the stuff that they're supposed to do. And this is like a very important ritual. Um, and the fact that Holly hasn't done it in four years seemed to me like a weird character flaw for some reason, because she's a police officer and she seems very like self-sufficient and like good at her job. I was like surprised like that was like this was like uh, the crutch to like get her to here. Um, I think not really. She's really busy. She's fighting for, you know, f- female um, leprechaun rights in that, you know, she's the she's the first female officer and she's under a lot of pressure to perform. So she's probably doing a lot of things being like, oh, no, this can wait. Like, I'm not running low yet. This can wait. Like, I can handle this. It's not an issue. It's not an issue right up until it's like a massive issue, you know. So I oh, yeah. like I can, it definitely I, like blows up in her face, but she was clearly super busy for a while. Yeah, and I so like I don't. I think that's 
And she's such a hothead. Like, I can definitely see her being, like, super dismissive of it. So, I yeah, I don't really think it, like, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility, but it, like, it is her character, one of her character flaws. That and her fucking temper. Yeah, I think it was, um, I like the dynamic she had with, uh, her commanding officer, uh, what was his name? Not Holly Root? Short. Root? Root, yeah, Root. So, like, she was, like, like, I like, I like how she's, like, empowered, like, female fairies, she's the first one on the force, but Root's kind of, like, pushing her to, like, be better than everybody else because she's, like, the first example, and, like, he's, like, hard on her because she, he wants her to do a good job, but at first he sees it like he's just being, like, a jerk to her because she's a girl. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and then afterwards he's, like, no, like, I want you to do really good um, because everyone else is basically, he's basically like, everyone else is going to look at you like you're just a girl, so you have to, like, be perfect, essentially. Yeah. You have to be um, better than than literally everything and everyone. Yeah, and that made me like him, like, a little bit more, like, he's, like, trying to, like, help her in his own way, as opposed to just just being, like, a jerk. Um, but then, like, when she's in trouble, he, like, oh, we need our best person to, like, go save her. He's, like, no, I'm going to go myself. Like, he's, like... Yeah. I this am the is, best person. I'm, he's like, one, I'm the best person. So I was like, okay, maybe he has a little bit of an ego. But, like, this clearly, like, this is important enough to him that he decides to step in himself yeah. personally. And, the, and like, she is important to him as well. He's one, yeah. She's one of his officers. He's super, like, he's committed to his team and his, his underlings, basically. Mm. <sighs> anyway, so she gets kidnapped. And they make a point of mentioning that all of the technology that they use in the kidnapping is, like, foul patented because he, he like, Artemis has just been designing this equipment. And then he doesn't, like, sell it to the military. He always sells it to sporting goods stores to, like, undercut yeah. the military. What was, what was that about? Like, honestly, I was so confused when I read that. I, like, read it three times. It was like, he sold it to a, like, I was like, I definitely don't remember this from my first read. And I was like, wow, that's just such a, like, like a ha-ha, like, F you money. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he probably does make more. If he makes percentage percentages on sales, he probably does make more from selling it to a sporting goods store. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he's he has he's good with, you know, contracting and stuff. But I, I kind of, when I read it the first time, I read it as, like, wow, he just, like, doesn't really want the military to, like, only have access to it and he just doesn't care enough to like be like haha i'm gonna sell it to this place instead as kind of like his own like childish like i don't really care about the military whatever i don't think he supports the military very much he's also anti-whaling fair yeah um anyway so cool equipment aside they managed to kidnap holly steal her away they realize that she's being tracked and he disassembles their tracking device and proceeds to stick a camera on it and then put it on a whaler along with some Semtech. Um, <laughs> uh, and we get an, an insight into what their technology is like. The fact that everything is kind of like sealed with magnets. They don't have screws anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and, and a lot of like, it's like nuclear powered too, right? Yeah. Like, don't they mention that? Like, okay, yeah. that's 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 a pretty big advancement. Cool. Yeah, tiny nuclear reactors everywhere. It's it's very Iron Man, in fact. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so he sends that off on a on a whaler, and then he takes Holly back to his mansion, the family yeah, his, his, the like, family mansion, base, the dungeon basement of the family mansion. Right? He like sets yeah. up a room specifically designed for her. Yeah, there's no dirt, no nothing. She can't touch the ground. Um, she's kept tra- basically trapped in concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we. We have an instance where Commander Root has decided to get back into his uniform. Um, and, you know, there's people mocking him because he's a bit pudgy and he's not quite uh, as skilled as he once was. As he's flying out, he's really nervous. Yeah, I, um, I can perfectly see that as, like, in the movie, this, that, like, comical scene of, like, him putting it on. Just like, oh, I can't, like, oh, where's where's my belt here? I gotta, like, I can just see it in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, it'll be so, so great. And you just kind of... Yeah. Flies out of, like, his butt showing. Well, they, they specifically mention that his um, his gut protrudes, and he's, like, in his own mind, he's talking about that being, like, because um, they're jamming all these extra equipment into these suits these days. <laughs> but it's, like, skin-tight lycra with a belt on it, so, like... Yeah. Mm, mm, extra equipment there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh... Root follows the uh, the tracking device off to the the whaler, um, and he's like super concerned because he's like, this is this is gonna be like really if this goes wrong, it's gonna be really wrong because there's like there's one way in, there's one way out, there's metal everywhere, I can't see, and he's got the ultra ultraviolet filter on so that he can see better than like because there's no light down there mm-hmm. and he but it fucks with his depth perception so he keeps knocking his head on things which yeah. i thought was pretty entertaining also um, the fact that uh foley the centaur is like talking to him for most of this time and he's just kind of like super witty and like cracking <laughs> jokes all the time yeah right up until he's like um they get oh, too shit. far into the ship and it's like lead covered and they're like, we can't get any signals in or out of this, like this piece of crap. It's, it's too heavily shielded effectively. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Root finally gets where the um, beacon is and he realizes that um, there's no people there. There's no life forms on that side of the ship. And he gets a conversation with Artemis, who like specifically tells him his name, you know, so that they can find him. He's not cocky. trying to be sneaky. Yeah. And so Root's like, oh, he's just being super cocky and and all this kind of thing. And um, the centaur just goes, Foley just goes, you know, look, I'm concerned. Like he did it on purpose. Like he's gonna. He's like he's a couple of steps ahead. Like he knows what's going on, and we have no idea. Yeah, and they've already established, like, Foley being as, like, a really smart character because he, like, set up all of their systems, but he's also super paranoid. Yeah, he wears a tinfoil hat. Yeah, so it's like, if this guy's concerned, you should, like, heed his advice because this guy's, like, a genius compared to all the other, you know, magical creatures down there. Yeah. Well, on some things. I think the fact that he does wear a tinfoil hat kind of (laughs) takes away... Genius, but like a little bit crazy, a little bit crazy. <laughs> this is just the drop of crazy. Mm. Um. Cool. Um. And then he had the ship blows up. 
Rick's trying to cool. escape. He manages to make it off, and then he's like, I need this, this, and this. Like, we're sending it out. Like, we're getting all these recon teams. Like, bring the time-stopping tool. Where, like, we're going to take the mansion. La, 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 la. And so they basically set up a hostage negotiation, negotiation kind of situation. Yeah. And they get their, like, SWAT team out and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. In the meantime, we have a couple of interactions between Holly and Artemis. Yep. Anna, Artemis lies to her, telling her that she she's the one that's given up all of the fairy secrets, rather than him knowing about the book. He tells her that she's been out for like three days, but been on the um, truth serum drip. Drug, yeah. Yeah, that drug. Oof. Yeah. And she's like, you could have killed me, la, 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 And he's like, yeah, I could have, but I didn't. So we're yeah. fine. But you get, because um, we're in his perspective for these conversations, we get a lot of him being like, I didn't realize she'd be so human. And there's like, there's a couple of moments in it. I'm like, this is really, this is a little bit sexist. And like, she's a girl, like my mom. And like, um, yeah, that was, that was weird. And, yeah. yeah. I didn't find it so weird when I first read it in like when the book came out, mm. but I did have some issue with it. in this particular read where I was like, eh, eh. Yeah. it didn't feel like it really, like it doesn't, doesn't really advance the plot in any way to have that like line in there. Cause like one, Julia is a badass in of herself. Right. Yeah. And we, we don't know much she's about an Artemis. idiot, but she's a badass. Yeah, she's a badass, and we don't know much about Artemis's mom, except for the fact that, I mean, I guess she's, like, rich, and that she is a mom, and that she's, like, sick somehow, but, like, it doesn't, the comparison doesn't seem warranted, because, one, Artemis doesn't even seem to have that much empathy for people in general, so, yeah. it's, like, why is he making this mental comment? Is this, like, is this supposed to make him seem more, like, human? Like, he has some, like, shred of humanity, but also, like, it that doesn't really help either, I don't know. I'm not really sure like what that was supposed to mean in the scheme of the plot. Yeah, I think it's supposed to kind of soften soften Artemis a little bit and therefore make the ending a little bit more predictable. Like, well, like we're not surprised when the character makes that decision. Yeah, so, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, cool. Um, so a couple of interactions with Holly. He kind of shares with her his evil plan which makes evil no plan. sense yeah because i don't know why we money. have a bond villain moment yeah he's just after the money all, he all doesn't money. really want her injured or any of the other things so it's okay yeah um this is so once the squat team arrives this is like one of my favorite scenes with butler butler is actually my favorite character in these books <laughs> um he so Artemis breaks apart Holly's helmet, uh, and basically gives Butler these um, the visor equipped with the ability to like see through the the shielding that the um. Yeah. You can see the fairies. Yeah, so he can see the fairies, and none of the fairies realize this, and basically, so the SWAT team is like sneaking down the driveway, and they're like <laughs> spread out. And then they're like, oh, one of us is dead. Oh, not dead, knocked out. Like, let's regroup. Everybody come together. We'll make, like, a united stand. 
and they're like, well, looks like, uh, I think it's number four, has been, he was standing too close to the door, and Butler has opened the door and, like, knocked him out on this massive door. Mm-hmm. And we get one of the comments being like, oh, no, he's been knocked out by the door. So I've hidden him in a shrub. Um, and then everybody, like, goes back to regroup. And they see Butler, like, lumbering down the driveway. And they're like, he can't see us. It's fine. Everybody just, like, stay silent. And, like, don't move. Like, just in case. And he just, like, walks straight into the middle of them. And then he goes, evening, gentlemen. And he proceeds to just, like, mow them down with gunfire. Yeah, I like how he makes a comment, like, it's the... Like different race, same like ego or something. Yeah. He's just like this is like the same shit dealing with like people that they're just like, oh yeah, we've got him surrounded. He can't stop us. And Butler's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> let's let's see let's see how that this is gonna work out for you. Yeah, which is badly. It works out badly for them. And there's only one guy that's left, and he's um, Corporal Grub, who honestly shits me to no end. Um, I hate him. Um, <laughs> I think you're supposed to not like him, though. That's like I know he's, he's yeah. He's... He, Mr. Colifer has done a great job in like <laughs> creating yeah, a character he... I loathe. Um, and we get like a single interaction with him, and I still hate him. Um, yeah. And Butler's like, you can retrieve your injured. Um, and but if I see any kind of weaponry on any of your medics, like I will take you out with the sniper I, rifle. I'll like light you up. I'm going to light you up. Just yeah. Vroom. Basically. Yeah. And then he's like, can I get you to collect all of the equipment and put it in a pile? And he's like, no. And so Butler, <laughs> like, collects all of their stuff. Um, all their helmets. Yeah, he's like, he's like an officer never relinquishes his weapon. And it's like, well, if you're not going to give it to me, then I'm just going to take it. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of fun. Yeah. Um, was, I like the, the small banter between, like, the pacing of this book, I feel like it has good tempo where there's like, you know, big action scene, big action scene, big action scene. But in between, there's like small little tidbits of like, hey, let's just let's talk for a little bit, have some banter, and then boom, another thing happens. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. Um, so then they decide to do the proper time stop. Um, so fairies have the ability to cast like a, a pause in time over a certain, like, space. Uh, this is apparently what they used to do during Christmas so that everybody could get gifts in an attempt to, like, curb humanity's greed. They would get mystery gifts on Christmas. Oh, but yeah. uh, that didn't like, work out. So they no, stopped doing no. that. Really quick, um, the, in the beginning of the book, they talk about how, like, the fairies are kind of used to be, like, the dominant race like on earth um and now they all live underground like hiding from the humans essentially or the mud people um because i guess humans used to live in the mud back then uh but like holly mentions that like the only reason the humans won or like i guess were able to overpower the fairies is because the fairies take 20 years to like reproduce and people like multiply like rabbits by comparison so she was like the numbers were just apparently overwhelming or something but she's like wow i really wish we like had fought back because it's surprising to me like they have all this really cool technology and like weaponry and like magic and it's like they're like hiding from us essentially um and it's kind of like wow i can't like how did we get so lucky 
Um, I think because we're super destructive and we have the numbers on our side. And also that they've got such... So, like, there might be a lot of them, but there are so many different races in the in the Fey world. And to get them all to, like, unite, to, like, take back the surface wouldn't really would be have, difficult. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, humans fight each other on a regular basis. And, like, the whole the whole beginning sequence of, like, this a troll being, like, a problem for, you know, the fairies and elves to deal with is, like, clearly the different magical creatures are, like, all united, I guess. Yeah. Um, Plus, they drop a little teaser, like, for future books. Like, apparently, there were demons at one point, And, like, the first fairy king and the first human king, I guess, helped each other and stopped the demon guy. And they, like, won at the, this big battle. It's, like, in the history books. So that was, like, kind of cool. Like, small little world building for future books. Yeah. And, like, they, they do set up a lot of... There's, like, a lot of lore established in this first book. And I think they've done a very... I think he's done a very good job of that. For sure. Um, cool. So, where are we up to? Time stop? Yep. Yeah. So, the time stop starts to give them a little bit more... To give them, what, eight hours extra to push through to try and, like, negotiate and take back... Um, to, uh, get back their officer. Uh-huh. Um, so, the, I think the next thing they try is they bring in uh, mulch. Diggums? Mulch. I like Mulch. He's one. Of, he, I think he's probably one of my favorite characters. So, um, he is a dwarf, and he is uh, a nefarious criminal in <laughs> the fairy community. He has a habit of um, digging his way into bank vaults, I believe, um, yep. and proceeding to steal the contents and then disappear off into the night. So, um, the rules that govern uh, magic and the Fae is that they have to be given permission to enter a building. Yep. Um, otherwise, they lose their magic. And because Mulch is already, like, breaking into places all the time, he's already, like, forfeit his magic. He doesn't have magic. It doesn't slow him down at all and it doesn't prevent him from doing anything so they're like okay we're gonna use this criminal and we're gonna get him to borrow in steal holly and then come back yes and i like how um when they bring mulch in they we briefly encounter him in the beginning of the book like he's being checked in for some whatever crime he's committed and like as he's being like booked he's like pickpocketing everyone along the way until yeah. Holly like Holly like sees him doing it. She's like the only one paying attention because she's like actually good at her job and she like zaps him and she's like, Hey buddy, like how's it going? Nice to see you here again. And he like drops all of the stuff he was like stealing. Um and so the fact that they like bring him back. Shame. Yeah, he's like, Oops, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. So the fact they like bring him back is like kinda cool. Like, oh hey, here's mulch. You know, he you know, that's like uh you know, this wasn't a throwaway character. He's like actually like really relevant. Yeah. Um, so Mulch tunnels in, and instead of actually managing to find Holly, he ends up finding Artemis's copy of the book. So that being the Bible of the Fairies. the Fay that he's he had stolen from the sprite in the opening in um, Ho Chi Minh, and um, I think from that point on he goes to like 
head back underground, see if he can try Holly again. But he bumps bumps into a bunch of rabbits, <laughs> and he can't not take the opportunity to fake his own death by having a, a in air quotes uh, cave in um, and attaching his like monitor to the rabbit and having <laughs> the, the uh, poor rabbit um, die on his behalf. Yeah. So I mean, he is—he yeah. is a criminal, right? They—they they knew that going into it. Like, it's—it's it's exactly on brand for him to be like, "Ha! Now I'm going to double cross them somehow." Yeah. So he fakes his own death and heads out. Um. So does you know, it, I don't quite recall. Does it explain why he like takes just the Bible? Like, is that worth something to him? Because I thought like all the fairies had one, right? All the fairies have one. He doesn't take the Bible. He like reports the information. Um, and, like, he takes it away from Artemis so that Artemis doesn't have a copy anymore. Um, like, they, they don't want him to have the copy of the, the Bible. But right. um, he doesn't really get an opportunity to do much more because, like, I think Butler's on incoming. Right, yeah. I wasn't sure if he was just, like, going to sell it again or something, like what his plan in the future was with it. Because he's going to fake his death, so it wasn't like he was going to give it back to Holly or, like one of the other fairy officers. No, I think he's just on board with the humans not having a copy of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's one of their sacred rules. Um, yeah, so that brief interlude over on one of our most entertaining characters no longer in the story, for now. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so... Um, Butler cuts him off. Uh, right? No, so then we get um, a little bit of fairy politics. Right? So they decide that nothing has um, happened. They're wasting time. They've lost a criminal. Um, shit's going south on the surface. And so the fairy council intervenes and promotes one of the lieutenants. Um, into the acting commander, temporarily usurping Root, right? Uh, Root, yeah. And it's Cudgeon? Is that with Brian Cudgeon, I think it is? Or Briar Briar Cudgeon. Um, And he decides to release a troll into the... um, the house. Uh, into the house, yeah, with the intent being that, you know, they're going to cry out for help when they're being attacked by a troll, and then that's yeah. free reign An of invitation. entry. Yeah. And there was also, like, the lawyer... Well, I don't know if it was, like, the... They were, like, talking about, like, he said, basically, um, for uh, entry is forbidden as long as he's alive, and they were, like, that's basically an invitation to go when he's dead, so, like, if he dies, we can go in. <laughs> so they're, yeah, like, they're worst case scenario... <laughs> yeah so if we kill him then we can go in yeah and i was wondering like how that like works if like the invitation like is artemis doesn't necessarily own the house right technically it's his mom his mom's house like or uh, his mom owns the mansion I think, yes but the because of her failing mental state he is effectively master of the house um right. it is his home and therefore he has dominion over it so i feel like they could also have gotten permission from butler or juliet who live there except that they would all they also defer to artemis Does yeah it really so it doesn't it doesn't really matter like who 
says come in as long as it's someone who's like in that house right yeah someone who lives there okay um yeah. so like if it had been a normal house like like your mom or you or your dad or any siblings that you have could like allow a fairy to enter the premises because it is your home but because of the uh master servant relationship that the butlers have with the fowls i don't think they would have done it without the express permission of the fowl in charge yeah i think it was interesting how like that sort of like um like element of the world is established to kind of create sort of like tension because otherwise like it would be too easy for them to just like go in guns blazing uh but it also reminded me of like vampires too like vampires have to ask for permission to like come in so I was wondering if, like, that's where he got that idea from, or if he just, like, was, like, you know, possibly the limit on them somehow. Because that was the first thing that I thought of. I was, like, oh, vampires have to do the same thing. Do vampires exist in this universe, too? Is this, like, a thing for everybody? Because uh, you could lose your magic, and if a vampire forces his way in, he loses the magic that keeps him alive as a vampire, I guess? I don't know. I was, like, uh, some my thoughts were pondering. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, now that you've mentioned it, it does kind of make make sense that if, like, the vampires are one of the Fae, at least in this kind of story, um, that would make sense that they would be bound by the same kind of deal. Yeah, we've got dwarves, fairies, sprites, uh, demons, uh, goblins. trolls, yeah. goblins. we got a lot of magical creatures, so I was like, yeah, maybe they exist. yeah. Um, I don't know if they really count as the Fae, though. Uh, okay. That aside. So, in the meantime, Holly has managed to keep the acorn that she stolen or she picked up at the beginning of the book with her. And she manages to create enough dust in her cell by smashing <laughs> her bed frame against the wall that she can technically bury the acorn and therefore have her magic restored. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was under the impression that that had to be done under a full moon. I think that she has to get the acorn during the full moon. I don't know that she necessarily has to plant it in the full moon, but there isn't a like it's still within the same night in the book anyway. Right. They don't. Oh, yeah, because they freeze time. Right. So, I guess. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I was wondering if there was some sort of loophole that they could just, like, you know, one person goes, collects a bunch of seeds during a full moon, and then, like, redistributes them to other people, or do you have to be the one to grab it, get it yourself? I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, I think that it does have to be a personable thing. It's like your own pilgrimage, right? Yeah. yeah. To give back to the Earth. Yeah. Um... Cool. So, we've got that aside. Um, then the troll arrives at the house, and basically uh, Artemis gets locked in the library? Um, mm -hmm. Or in the study, um, which effectively has a safe room door. And I love the, 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 the moment here where he goes, like, he didn't even try opening the door. Because, like, it's this huge steel door, and he was 12. He wasn't going to be, like, there was no point in doing that. He just um, turned to the cameras, effectively, and watched what happened next. And then I think he also messages, he sends a message to Foley, um, being like, like, time for negotiating is over. Like, bring me my gold, 
a ton of gold or like I'm going to kill Holly. Like like it's now or never. Yeah. Um Yeah. So troll enters the building and it's butler versus a troll. <laughs> oh yeah. In like a medieval suit of armor, right? Like he's just like, I'm gonna we're, well, we're just gonna go. So he he has a couple of like um hits like from the get go. And I think Holly kind of is somewhat taken by Juliet because she Juliet, sorry, because she's like innocent in this whole situation and she's not doing any of this because she wants to. She just this is this is where her family is. This is how her life has ended up. So Holly's somewhat sympathetic to her. Um, and then I think it's the troll comes like barrowing in and um, Butler's trying to like get uh, Holly and Juliet out of the way takes a massive blow from the troll that effectively would kill him. Then right. Holly heals Butler. Butler chucks on the antique armor, and then they go blow for blow. Yeah, it's like no one touches my sister. Yeah, like, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go, buddy. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. Um, yeah. and then so yeah. That and Juliet, he, Juliet is alive still at, at the yeah, end. Yeah, she, she's, un, she's, she's like, unconscious, she's okay. but she's alive, yeah. at least in this moment. Um, and so Butler's like, okay, it looks like a human. I'm going to assume the anatomy's the same. I'm going to, like, cut tendons and smash it on the head. And then Holly <laughs> tries to intervene, being like, don't kill it. And he's like, fine, I won't kill it, but only because you saved my life. Yeah, you owe me. Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, that's cool. I like uh, yeah. I like I feel like the brawl was a little short for me. I wanted to see him like <laughs> I just wanted to read more about him fighting a troll with like his bare hands and like yeah. turn on some like wrestling moves, but yeah, he like beats He's the troll. He's not one of the wrestlers though. Like Juliet. Yeah, Juliet Juliet's all into wrestling, but I want like maybe like some judo or some, you know, like Russian grappling. Like he knows so yeah. many martial arts. I just I like reading um like combat scenes and books. I really I really get into that cuz I like to imagine it in my head like a mini movie. Yeah, and I'm excited to see that scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It basically gets to the point where he takes the troll and literally throws it out the door. And and then everything goes, hey, fucking wire, back at, like, Command Central where all the fairies are at. They're like, holy shit, he defeated they're the like, troll. They're like, a human beat a troll? What What is, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. And then even Foley's just like, wow. <laughs> Like no yeah. nobody remark. He's just like wow. Yeah, so that kind of ruins um, Cudgeon's plan to like usurp power, and the fairy council is immediately like, well, that was a terrible plan, and like strips him of his post, and then um, Commander Roots back in charge. Yeah, the politics for them is just like I'm just imagining uh, like a bunch of elves sitting around just like watching this on the screen. They're just like, what? What? What was that about? <laughs> like terrible, like a Congress, like trying to like, they're like pressing a button, like, no, bad plan, bad plan, bad plan. <laughs> like, what is this? No, bad, Everybody's bad, having bad. bad ideas. Anyway, yeah. so they settle on delivering Artemis the gold and then sending what they call the blue rinse or the biobomb. Biobomb, yeah. So the idea being that the bomb just kills off every living thing that's caught in the time uh, time stop. Um, so this is where we get interesting about like Artemis being adamant that he can get out of the time stop before the blue rinse 
Um, yeah. And everyone... he's like aware of it at that point, yeah. right? He like knows beforehand. Yeah, so it was kind of like outlined in the book, which you're like, damn, there's, there's a lot of like ancient technology in this book. Does it get updated? Like, <laughs> he just like... he knows so much about. I mean, first of all, this the bio bomb is like a great weapon, I guess, to, for them to use. Like, like how often do they use it, and like how often do they really need to improve on it? But yeah, the fact that he like knows all this stuff is just like wow. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, and it's all written down in the Bible. Like seriously. The one thing they don't want their enemy to get is, <laughs> like, hear yeah. all of the secrets. Yeah. Um, cool. So, the gold goes in. Holly's like, don't do this. Don't be this person. You're going to die. Like, Juliet, she's really taken with Juliet. Like, why would you bring an innocent into this? And he's like, no, I've got it handled. And she's like, why? I've got it handled. Why? I've got it handled. Shut up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... He gets Butler and Juliet to start unloading the gold, which has arrived. Um, and yeah. then he takes Holly aside and he's like, how much would it cost to have a wish? Ooh. And she's like, depends what you have to negotiate looking at the gold. And he's like, <laughs> all right, all right, let's talk. Um, yeah. So then Holly goes back out with like a chunk of the gold I think by appearances it looks like all of the gold and that's kind of like why everybody's like so proud when she's like coming out she's like got the gold everything's gonna be all right and then they're like all right let's do it let's send in this bomb we've got like a few seconds left you can see that the time stop is like beginning to break up in the sky and like dawn is coming through they Um, have like wizards powering the bomb the time stop, I mean, right? Yeah, wizards power the time stop. Wizards, yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of, like, a bunch of guys, like, with their hands up, straining, like, ah, oh, focus, focus. And yeah. they can, like, charge it with, like, a battery, like, put some magic power in a battery and, like, recharge it. But, like, they don't have a lot of those, so they're just kind of like, ah, oh, we got, like, the scenario time frame now. Yeah. Um, so they, they... <sighs> What happens next? Oh, cool. So the then we cut to like Artemis and uh sorry Artemis and Juliet and Butler celebrating their gold with like Dom Perignon because they're fancy. And Artemis is like, I don't think Mum would like mind. It's just a single glass. Everything's gonna be fine. Um, turns out he's drugged it. They all had their sleeping pills and kind of pass out. Um, Mm. the Biobomb bio goes off. Yep. Uh, and then the all the fairy recon, the lep recon, head head into the building. Um, <laughs> yeah. And get start getting violently ill. Yep. Because he's not dead, and so they can't enter. Because he hasn't given them permission. And yeah, then like, he's like, oh no, he did it. He didn't die. Yeah, he didn't die. He succeeded in foiling us. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Which is like really big because they're just like, holy shit, he survived the bio bomb. And yeah. like, they were like, oh, it's perfectly safe to go in. Like, there was not a doubt in their mind that the. Not even every. They're like, oh, they're dead. They're, they're dead. There's the blue light flash. They're like, yep, everything's dead. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, there was no no consideration at all that they could possibly be alive. 
and they're getting in there and like the first two people enter so holly enters because she's leading the charge and she's fine the next two people enter and get violently ill then brute's like what the fuck's wrong with you like pushes them out of the way and then also is like sick and mm-hmm. our stupid grub little shit from before manages to doesn't manage to get his visor open in time and spews bile on the inside of his helmet that's <laughs> an embarrassment oh my god <laughs> he gets his comeuppance yeah um this, oh, that's gonna be a great scene in the movie <laughs> yeah yes yes it will be i'm i'm excited there are like moments in this book that i'm really excited to see on screen and i really hope they do it well yeah, it's, it has a lot of potential. I hope it's I hope it's really good. Um, I always like the nostalgia of seeing like part of my childhood like put on the big screen. You know, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, so pretty exciting. Um, so the then we we get like the final scene from from Artemis's point of view, and it's basically Butler interrogating Artemis as to why he drugged his sister. Yeah, like is this safe? Like, how could you do this? Like, yeah. Hey. And and then Artemis is like, no, but I tested it on my mother. It's fine. Like, yeah. Well, first of all, like, what? <laughs> you tested it on your mother? Come on, man. Well, he did. Like, he he drugged his mother, and she left the time, the time stream. And he's like, if it hadn't have worked, I definitely would have like forfeit. We would have been fine. Like, as long as we could like keep the helmets and we can make plenty of money. And he was like. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like, I'm glad this worked out because, like, you fucking put us all at risk. Um, yeah. I like, too, how, like, this was basically, like, a theory, right? Like, he, like, even though it all worked out and his plan worked, like, he didn't know, uh, he wasn't 100% sure that, like, his mom would have been, like, when he tested his mom that it was going to work, or he had to test his mom in the first place. So, yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like he was, like, rolling the die there. Like, he was confident, but not 100% sure. And all of his other plans, like, he was 100% sure was going to work. Yeah. So this was, like, a big risk, technically, still. For him, he's not a risk taker, given that he may yeah. have only made three jokes in the book, in the entire book, and he is worried that he's going to become a clown because he made three jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, we get uh, one more. We get one other scene, which is Mulch not being dead. Um, tunneling into the Lep Recon office, stealing some of the gold, and then disappearing off into the night again. <laughs> um, yeah, which is pretty exciting. He's like, I'm gonna, like, pretend I'm a human dwarf and, like, buy myself a Manhattan apartment with, like, thick curtains and live the high life on all this gold. Oh, yeah. I'm just a really short, stubby human. No one yeah. really gonna notice. Yeah, yeah, no, and, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then our very final scene is that... Um, is what we find out that Artemis' wish, wish was for. So. Yeah. Which is really sweet. I think it's it's great that he's he used his wish to basically save his mom. Um, yeah, so... Back. Yeah, he, he, his, he seems to have asked for his mom to be better. Um, and she comes downstairs and is like, oh, I failed to get you a Christmas gift. And he's like, what? She's like, it's like Christmas. It's... And he's like, oh, this is the greatest gift of all. Yeah, I was like, is it actually Christmas? Did I miss that somewhere in the book? Or is she just thinking it's Christmas because she's been like out for so long? 
I think it might actually be Christmas, but it, it had never occurred to Artemis to, like, keep doing the Christmas thing. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, he's got other Why? shit to do. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it was a really sweet moment, because he's like, ah, oh, she had brought him a Christmas present, you know? Like, yeah. just her being there is the best gift of all. And being and, alive again. Being alive, and it's, it's nice. But it's also kind of, like, undercutted by the fact that he's, like, right before that moment, he's like, ah, oh, now that my mom is, like, back to normal... His life is going to change because he has to be even more devious. Uh, now he has to get around her as well. Yeah, he's like, yeah, my mom's back, but now I can't do whatever I want. So, ah. Oh, I have to go to school. I know. First world problems for this guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so what did, what did you think? Uh, are you still prepared to give it a, a, a three and a half, four star rating? Or have yeah, you gone think... to the end of you and realized you enjoyed it more? Yeah, I think going over with you, definitely, like, I would say, like, four stars for sure. Um, it was, as a kid, it was definitely five stars for me. I think the writing and the world building was really great. I loved a lot of the characters. Um, and, like, thinking back on, like, the next couple books, um, like, the stuff that happens, it just gets even more cool and even more exciting. Um, you know, they bring back Mulch. He's not gone. He's not gone for good. Like, he's still going to be around. Uh and the dynamic between Artemis and Holly gets deeper, I guess. Like, their their relationship becomes deeper because they kind of have to work together um, as opposed to just being, you know, enemies, sort of, in this situation because she was, like, a hostage. Um, so I yeah. think that's, like, really cool. So, it's like, for a first book, it's, like, it really hits a lot of, like, good notes. And the and the epilogue at the end is, like, back to the, the psych that wrote the introduction to, to that wrote the prologue um and it goes like now that you've reviewed the case file like uh you must realize how dangerous he was there was there's a tendency to romanticize artemis and to attribute to him qualities that don't exist the fact yeah. that he was to heal his mother is not a sign of affection he simply did it because social services was already investigating his case and it was only a matter of time before he was put into care <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> all right and then it goes on to mention like a uh, like a couple of further incidences between like Holly and Artemis, and she becomes like this, the Artemis Fowl expert, and like the she's the number one like human interaction person for the Lep Recon team. Yeah. Like, so there's clearly like a lot of other stories that that are like gonna come about. So. Yeah, exactly. And I like how um, like they mentioned that he's like the people's most feared enemy. Um, <laughs> And it's, like, even in, like, the future books, like, everyone is, like, oh, my God, Artemis Fowl, like, that, that, ah, that stupid kid just getting on their nerves. Um, and, like, at the, he's, like, details are 94% accurate, 6% unavoidable extrapolation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we just have to, <laughs> we just had to put this in for it to make sense. It's because it's, like, it's almost like he's, like, he wrote this, like, book. And I kind of felt like, like, this is a case file. Like, here's all the stuff that happened. I'm, like, writing it down um, and, like, reviewing it uh it's 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 cool it's cool yeah it's pretty it's pretty epic i i really enjoy this yeah and also to not give uh spoilers for like the other books but <laughs> the fact that artemis like he does he does get he does get evaluated by like other um psych people like not like this guy is like the LEP psych person, right? But yeah. um, later on, people are like, yeah, like clearly there's something wrong with this kid because he's <laughs> really, really smart, but also like kind of evil. 
and like other people like adults take notice and they're like oh we need to like think about what's going on with him yeah and like I think he he ends up getting a, a counselor anyway, right? He he ends up with a a therapist. Um, therapist, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty uh, yeah. pretty much he has to like sort his shit out, and like Holly ends up going to therapy as well because she's like not doing well with having been trapped. But I think that they approach it really really well, like with all of that kind of like mental health stuff and like the fact that his childhood wasn't necessarily great and the fact that he's super smart doesn't mean that he can't that he can shut everybody out basically um yeah yeah and then holly basically ends up being his best friend sorry to spoil it for everybody um yeah anyway so that's great i don't know anything else you want to say on the book you excited for Uh, the movie uh, yeah, I think I I think my hopes for the movie definitely have gone up uh, rereading it. Uh, but um, yeah, I, was, I would say that if you haven't read the book or if you've already read the book, definitely read the rest of the series. I think looking back on it, I only read up to uh, the Time Paradox was the last book that I read. Yeah, me too, I think. Then um, it looks like there's three more or there's two more. Then there's like the Foul Twins, which I guess is a spinoff maybe. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I haven't actually looked into it. I kind of stopped reading when I was in high school, and then ha- I've only only really returned recently. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I'm excited to maybe go back and reread some of the, the other books. I wonder, I, I really have no idea how this, like, series ends, right? Like, I haven't read the last book, but it's just kind of like each adventure is just getting more and more like outrageous and more magical <laughs> creatures get involved in like that relationship between Artemis and uh, Holly gets even better. And you're like, Oh my God, are they going to like, like be best friends at the end? Are they going to be mortal enemies at the end? Like who knows? Like, Oh my gosh, every single time. Cause clearly like no one in the fairy world likes Artemis. Like no one else taught like, Holly's kind of tolerating him because he's like useful, but everyone else is like, oh my god, this human like outsmarted us. Like this, this is unacceptable. Yeah, it it causes issues with the fairy council, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so it's it's great. I like um, I think really good. Uh, I guess young adult children's not really young adult. It's more of like a it's like this is like geared for children, right? Like young. Um, like kids. it's it's young young adult. So it's like the. 10 to, to 14 kind of age group, I think, is what they're marketing it for. Okay, yeah. Because you, still... you do need some comprehensive reading ability. For sure, yeah. And it's still, like, I think it's still pretty enjoyable as, like, you know, a current adult. I like to think of myself as a current adult, but still, still pretty really? enjoyable to read. You think you're an adult? I like, I mean, I pay rent, I pay taxes. <laughs> uh, I did my own taxes this year for the first time. That was fun. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun time. I've never not done my own taxes. Anyway. That's... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's a lie. When I was living in the States, I didn't do my taxes because I didn't want to get it wrong and then have your government oh. come at me. <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Not really keen on that. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, but thanks okay. for uh, spurring me to read the to read this again. It was great. Yeah, for sure. Well, you you picked it, so you got your choice of book. True, true. Cool. Do you have anything to plug? 
to plug. Uh, read more books. Reading is great. <laughs> I forgot how much I used to love it, and uh, the does the passion has been reignited. So, Woo-hoo! yeah. But I assume if people listen to this podcast, they probably um, still still like books. So, even better, I hope so. More. Or there. Read read even more. Yay! You all right? Cool. So you can follow us on social media. We are at T Read Lightly and uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at T Read Lightly Pod at gmail.com if you think we we've missed something in this book, or if you have a book you want to recommend us, you can check out our website, which is treadlightlypod.com. Uh, um, you can donate to help support us. You can uh, I think we have merch up now. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, Ooh. so we'll see. Yeah, I know. It's very exciting. Fancy. Oh, ooh. Ooh. oh boy. Yeah. I mean, we don't have merch yet, but this episode won't come out for like six ooh, weeks. Yeah, so. yet. you heard that here, folks. Yet. I'm cutting yet. this bit out. But, oh, no. Um, oh, because no. we we're, this won't be published for six weeks or so. So, um, Six weeks. Oh man, I was yeah. so looking forward to listening to myself talk again, <laughs> or us really? talk together. But um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Edit all this out, so it doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, so we've merch. Or we we're working on having merch, so we'll hopefully have merch by the time this episode airs. Merch um, pending. Merch pending. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that's all of my pluggables, so thanks for listening, I guess. I've never hosted an episode by myself. It's very weird. I'm still here. Yeah, but, like, you don't do this weekly. <laughs> you should invite <laughs> me back more often, then. Maybe. We'll see if we can get all three of us in, to, to review a book. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the fans say if they want me back. <laughs> uh, gotta ask your listeners, you know, whatever their thoughts were. Was I charming? Yeah. Was I intellectually honest yeah if, you, yeah if you want mike back just uh, leave a comment down below on <laughs> you know, spotify um uh, apple music iTunes. i think it is itunes that's it um mm-hmm. isn't it change it's not itunes anymore i swear it's apple Podcasts or apple music i mean i don't um, know i don't have an i have an android i don't use i use spotify for my stuff yeah, so we're on Spotify as well. You can follow us on Spotify. Also, listen to us on YouTube. You can leave a comment. If you like Mike, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want him back, just let us know. Wee. 